You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. And this is Angie, and today I have in the studio with me Mr. Mark Bird. Hello again. And we are doing a series right now called Growing Faith. How do we continue to grow in our faith and continue growing and growing and growing. So Mark, what are we talking about today? Yeah, so faith is what? (laughs) You know, when you talk about growing in something, you have to understand what that something is. If we want to grow into it, it's kind of like growing into faith. Okay. You know, think about faith. Now, what is this thing called faith? Well, the Bible actually describes and explains what it is. And I think that will help us to begin this. Like, okay, if I tell you, Angie, grow in gardening. If you don't know anything about gardening. Like, Got to start somewhere. How does your mind get around the, what is gardening, right? right? But so, I wouldn't learn it all in one fail swoop. And I think sure. that a lot of times we have this unrealistic expectation that as soon as we accept our Savior, yes, that we should have all the faith. And that's not how it goes. We have to grow in faith. So this is really an encouragement for people to know that it takes time and it takes effort and it takes study. Yes. And we have great examples in the Bible. We do. And we're going to start off in what is commonly referred to as the faith chapter because it expounds on what faith is, but it also gives us great examples of great men and women of faith. And so Hebrews 11, starting in verse 1, starts to explain, now faith is the substance or the evidence or the realization, or I like this one translation, or the confidence. Now faith is the confidence of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it, the elders obtained a good testimony, or the NIV puts it, commended for a good testimony. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen are not made of things which are visible. And so that starts to define what faith is and what faith is not, right? Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily the things that we experience with our five senses, if you will. Right, because that wouldn't be faith. (laughs) Exactly right. (laughs) That would be seeing. It would. And we need Faith, which we is need faith not seeing. To see. Right, <laughs> right exactly. Right. So I'm not going to read the whole entire chapter here, but I'm going to highlight just a couple of verses, Angie. And I'm going to jump down to verse 6, because this is so important, so vital, I believe, to understanding faith. Because it says in verse 6, Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. And what's interesting here is we talk about this faith thing and, you know, with God, all things are possible. We know that scripture. We've even talked about yes, that Yes, we've recently. told it. Yes, we're told it a couple of different places. But here is one place where it says something is impossible. It is impossible to please oh. God. Without faith. That is true. So that really highlights and illuminates, Angie, why would we talk about a whole series about faith? Because faith is so important to God that without it, we cannot please him. Yeah, that's exactly why we're doing it. 
and breaking this down, two things that he lists out here. The first thing you have to do is, he who comes to God must believe that he is. That is faith in a sense. You know, that's something that we don't think about. We always think about everything else, but the core is God exists. Right. And he's for us. That's the second thing. That is. The second side of that is that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, here's the thing. We all want blessing. We've talked about this before as well, Angie. We all, you, me, we all want blessing from God. Mm -hmm. And we must believe that he is, and we must believe that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Yes. That is faith. Like, Lord, I'm coming to you because I know that you love me. You have to come to him knowing that he loves us. And the scripture talks about the same writer of Hebrews says that we are to boldly come to his throne of grace to obtain mercy, right? That's the attitude. Faith also carries with it an attitude, right? Because Confidence. without faith, here's what we won't do. We won't even approach God. Mm. If you don't have faith, you won't approach him. You That's and I true. won't approach him because eh. He's God. He's busy. He's up there. All of these excuses, we won't approach him. First thing we have to do is believe that he is. Second thing we have to do is believe that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. I love that. So let's move on. I want to I list out um, in verse 13, I want to read this. It says, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on this earth. So here in this chapter of Hebrews 11, it starts talking about by faith, all of these people walked this journey out, walked this life of faith out, and yet all of them died. We would call them giants in the faith. Yes, absolutely. I mean, if the stories are written about them, yes, there are pillars of absolutely. our faith. And that's why they're being relisted here. But it says all of them died in faith. They still were in faith, but they had not received those promises. But yeah. they were assured of them. They, that was all before Christ came. So they didn't get a chance to actually see it. but. It was prophesied to them. So they died really with the ultimate faith. They did. Absolutely. That's why they're giants. Skipping down to verse 16. But now they desire a better, that is a heavenly country. Okay. Their minds were focused on eternal things, on heavenly things. That's why they were great people of faith, because they were moving toward that which they were being called to. But they knew that they were strangers and pilgrims on earth. Let me finish verse 16. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. Mm. What's so powerful about that, if we jump back here real quick to John chapter 14, Jesus is telling his disciples, in my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you, but I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. So this is what the forefathers knew, this faith that Jesus was preparing a place with the Father for us to be with him eternally in heaven. That gave them the hope 
to press on, to walk out this life in faith. I want to skip down because of time, and I want to share down to verse 31, because at this point, at the end of verse 31, we have been listed 10 amazing people of faith. Okay, 10 people have been described. And then you start reading in verse 32, which is where I want to wrap up with this. And it says this, and what more shall I say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and also of David and Samuel and the prophets. You get it. So all of a sudden it went from 10 to 16 in one verse because it could go on and on and on. The thing that kind of sticks out in my mind is that David was like the guy after God's own heart. And so much showed his incredible faith. Absolutely. And here he didn't have time to even talk about it all. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, yeah, if you just, before you read this, if you forgot or whatever, if somebody just asked you, hey, man, who was great in their faith? I would have said David. Exactly. Probably <laughs> yeah. many of us many. would. <laughs> But I love this, and and that's what I love about this very thing is because it's similar to the last scripture at the end of the book of John. It's like, and so many more things Jesus did that the books could not even contain being written about yeah. there. Now, I want to pop over, Angie, just to, to wrap this up today. And this comes from Luke 17. And you know, here's what's interesting. The apostles themselves, Now I'm not talking the disciples, I'm saying the scripture says right here, the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. This is verse five of Luke 17. They came to the Lord and said, Lord, increase our faith. Hmm. They knew that they needed more faith or they had this thing inside of them. I call it the hungering and thirsting for more righteousness for Jesus said that we would be filled. But here's what he says. The Lord says in verse six of Luke 17, but if you have faith as a mustard seed, see, I think what he's really trying to iterate here is he's trying to say, listen, you're coming to me wanting some heaping of a pile of faith. And he goes, but listen, What you really just need is if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. You know, what's interesting, Angie, and we can't get into it this week with this lesson, but you know, when you think about faith, I think about this, and and the disciples just needed to have a mustard seed-sized faith. That's what Jesus answered to them. But here's what is really happening, in my opinion, what he is opening up to us is he's saying each one has been given a measure of faith already. Mm. The scripture teaches us that. Angie, you've been given a measure of faith. I've been given a measure of faith. And Paul says it's not wise to compare yourselves one to another, but whatever you have been given, be faithful in that. Yeah, And so here's the kingdom principle out of Matthew 25, right? It's the talents you and I have been given. Be thankful for them and be faithful to them and more will be given unto you. So Jesus is saying, man, don't focus on the size, but focus upon the faith that God has already given you. So I think it's about anything, like even with a plant, a tree, even. You have to start small. Right. And it's okay to start small. The question is, 
keep growing. Right. Right? If we don't keep growing, then what good is it, right? What, right. Why do we even exist? We have to keep growing. So I love that. All right, it's time for us to move into our testimony time. This is a day, a moment that I've been waiting for for many months, actually, to be honest with you. And as I say week after week, I'm super excited with this guest I'm having on here today. But the truth is, I've not been more excited than today because the special guests, plural, that I have with me today are my own two daughters. Lily and Addison Bird, and I am so excited to do this, and you guys are too, because I got these girls, and yeah, they're nervous, right? They're scared a little bit because they've not done this, but this is going to be a great experience, and you'll get to hear their little hearts today. So we're talking about, as you know, faith. We're talking about growing faith, and I want you to hear from their perspectives what they've seen and experienced and heard directly from their hearts. First of all, I'm going to ask Addison. She's my youngest. And Addison, what is faith to you? Knowing about the Lord. Knowing about the Lord. Okay. Well, that's true. That's a great start. And Lily, how about you? What is faith to you in your heart? To me, faith means believing that God is the Lord and Savior of our lives. That's good, Lily, but how does someone actually believe? In order for someone to believe that God is real, they need to be taught about it first. Ah, and so who will teach them, Lily? A teacher, such as Jamie Baker. Ah, Jamie Baker. Who is Jamie Baker? Jamie Baker is the children's leader for Revive Ohio. And how did she play a significant role in your life? Uh, when we first started going to Revive, she would teach me and Addison about God and all the different stories in the Bible. Awesome. So, Addison, what's your experience with Jamie Baker? Jamie Baker, she is a great lady. She taught me so much, and she's the one that teaches me how much I know right now. Oh, that's great. So, would you say that your faith has grown, either one of you? Yes. Yes, very okay. much. Can you explain that a little bit? She has helped me grow my faith by teaching me things I know about God. Also, I can thank my parents for teaching me a lot about God. Jamie has taught me how to love singing worship songs to praise God. That's great. So would you say that that was the beginning of you growing your faith? Yes. Okay, excellent. And have you continued to grow your faith since then, Lily? Yes, I have. Okay, can you tell us a little more about how you've done that? I have continued to grow my faith by going to church and reading scriptures out of the Bible with my parents. Yes, you have. That's been an awesome time that we've been in the Word together, Lily. And how about you, Addison? You actually got a Christmas present this year. And can you tell the listeners a little bit about that? Yes, I actually got a Bible from my brother. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. And through this time that we get in the Word together and we start reading scriptures and you guys come up with lots of questions that you guys ask Dad, right? And you're learning more and more about the Bible. And so this week 
on the program, we're talking about small beginnings, starting small and growing, right? And we're talking about growing faith. And so it's okay to start right where you are. So Addie, you got a brand new Bible. And so to break that thing in, we have to start reading that thing, right? Yeah. Are you excited? Yes, very. That is so true. And let's move on now to a scripture that fits right along with what we're talking about today. And this is out of Zechariah chapter 4. And I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. And verse 10 says, Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. And so this is interesting because this is a little snapshot of how this works. And so you start with a seed, you start with a teaching, as these guys have described that Jamie does, and gets him in the Word and begins to grow that seed of faith that was planted. And so let's talk a little bit more about helping other people grow in their faith and planting a seed in them and actually see that starting to grow. Any of you girls have anything to share along these lines? Yes. In Greene County, me and Addison presented and explained the gospel to our cousins, and they wanted to accept Jesus into their life, and they did that. Also, their two cousins were there, and they wanted to learn more, so we shared with them, and they accepted Jesus into their life also. Yeah, and uh, how did that feel, Lily, to be able to do that for them? It felt really good because I get to know that my cousins will go to heaven along with me. Yeah, amen. And how about you, Addison? What do you remember about that night? And how did that make you feel? Yes, uh, I remember that, and it made me feel great knowing that my cousins now know the Lord. Oh, yeah. And would you say, girls, that that helped you grow in your faith? Yes. That was good timing. So can you explain that a little bit? Yes. It made me want to teach more people about God and how to accept him into their lives. And me, it made my faith grow stronger in the Lord. Okay, that's so good. So what we're talking about is... Starting where you are, starting even if it's very small, maybe you have just a mustard seed-sized faith. And Jesus talks about that. He said, with your faith the size of a mustard seed, you can actually do mighty things with it. Like you could say to this mountain, be cast into the sea, and it will happen. So everybody thinks they have to have this great amount of faith, but really... You just have to start, even if it's very small, and start to build and start to grow. So what I want to wrap up with today in our discussion, our interview here, girls, is how do you plan to continue growing your faith in the Lord? I continue to grow my faith by keep keep on going to church and learning about the Lord. And I will continue to grow my faith in the Lord by learning to play worship songs on the guitar and the piano so I can worship God. That's good. It's good to have a plan to grow your faith, I believe. How do you girls feel about that? You think you should? Yes. Yes.
Well, all right. You guys heard that, and uh, so did the Lord, which is so exciting. Yes, it's good to have a plan. It's good to say, I want to grow my faith and to get up every day. And it's a conscious decision to say, Lord, I want to grow my faith in you. And I'm asking you to help me with that. And in conclusion, we will go back to Zechariah chapter 4 again. And verse 6 says this, So he said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord Almighty. And so how are we going to grow our faith? By the Lord, by the spirit of the Lord. He will help us grow our faith if we call on him. That's how much time we have today. And thank you for tuning in today. You've been listening to Time to Revive. Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at shinefmohio.com. The Shine FM Podcast Network.